following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsiders Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsiders Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah, I barely didn't get it. Yeah, what's going on? I'm Leo. Welcome to Lucha Outsiders. That's Mario. The heel, the seal, the deal. Yeah. Say, certainly anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Rated R. And our third man. They call Ooh. him Mr. MIA. And Ooh. it's not because he's from Miami. Uh. He's from Super City, bitch. Yo, yo, yo. Let me speak on this. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing today? And this is Lucha Outsider Show, episode 140. And if you miss everything or anything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, Yomity Fantasy, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, I'm Askab, Lowstream.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. And well, how come I don't hear no music? The what? We're on. Okay, okay. I put it low for you because you were like, it doesn't sound right. By the way, we're on Instagram Live, baby. Woo! Instagram Live! There you go. On IG Live. Yeah. On IG Live. What's up? So IG Live is either going to be a hit or miss. And if it's a miss, we get the biggest. Congratulations. We got people on. See, look. Hey, hey, hey. What up, Brie Pardo? Hey. <laughs> what Come up, on. Jamar? What up, El Pisa Che? We're here, bro. Let's go. Instagram Live, guys. You can follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. What's up, Mario? What's up, dude? Sam, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. I got to say, rest in peace to Fred the Godson, man, first and foremost. A great uh, way to it. start the show, Sam. Yeah, man, it's a it's a, a terrible loss for the hip hop community. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, he was uh big in in, uh, in New York. You know what I mean. Um, if you haven't heard of Fred the Godson, give him a listen. Uh, he recently passed away, thirty five years old from this coronavirus. Uh, so you know this thing isn't over. It's been a while. We're in uh you know we're in quarantine still, and I know it's, it's felt like a long time, but it, this virus is still out here killing people it's it's a terrible way to start the show but you know what i mean we got a pair of condolences to mm-hmm. you know a local legend and uh you know it sucks but uh yeah, we were I, talking about uh fred the gods godson before uh we even got on with leo and that dude is a type of guy he was a street rapper man he never really went mainstream like that but he had like incredible freestyles and fun flex and he had a couple mm-hmm. of uh uh, coffee and some uh, mainstream records. You know, he had a couple of appearances, you know, a couple of uh, little, you know, features and stuff. But uh, he was a good he was a good lyricist, man. And uh, Nas even spoke about uh, Fred the Godson uh, this week. So uh, it definitely has impacted not only the hip-hop world, but like you said, out here where we're from, New York, New Jersey, you know, the locals. Right, right. You know I mean? Bronx legend, um, you know, condolences to his family. But let's move on to some wrestling, man. Let's What's on the what's on the chopping block for today? What's going on, Mario? What you got? Oh, man, <laughs> there's, 
You sure it's you want to start with that? It's an easy transition to make this positive, man. But some news broke out this week. Uh-huh. That ain't too good, brother. That ain't too what, good. What you got? What you got? All right. So, Velveteen Dream. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, and, and listen, this is a light congratulations because we still don't know the full facts, right? You know, uh, it's right now just a rumor. It's allegations. Uh, you know, stuff that you find online sometimes ain't what it you know, looks like, uh-huh. all right? But it's been, uh, it's been, uh, whatchamacallit, it's been reported, uh, several reports that Velveteen Dream sent, uh, you know, an inappropriate pick to uh, a minor, all right? You know, you, you kind of get what I'm trying to say, you know, a dick pick, if you will. Come on. Uh, apparently, Velveteen Dream and this uh, minor were, were sliding into each other's DMs. And see, and the funny thing about this report is, I'm not even sure if this kid is even a female at that. Not saying that it makes it even better or it makes any, any difference of it, yeah. but at least, let me put it this way. When I when I first heard about this story, right, let's not act that sometimes minors say they're of age and then they aren't. You know what I'm right. saying? That, that That is a possibility. Right. But, in this, but in this case, with some of the stuff that came out, there's even um so if you're on IG live and it's the same as WhatsApp and all these mm-hmm. different things that we commute or whatever you know or even like when you're texting somebody now you have the option of sending a voice message to somebody so in this interaction with this minor he even sends a voice message saying like what school do you go to and it sounds like the dream oh my god oh no yeah man oh no it, i didn't know that no, it's not good, bro. It's not. Hold on, hold on. I actually might have the audio over here. Hold on, give me a second. Give me a second. Here we go. Here we go. What school do you go to? Ah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it, it, it's not. It's not looking good for Dream right now. But I, there's another layer to this that some people didn't know about, right? Which is so. Yeah, there's another layer. So apparently, this ain't the first time Dream gets gets some caught up in some mess. So check this story out. Velveteen Dream had a warrant for busting a window about a year ago, a car window, right? The charge was issued for criminal mischief after a man named Edgar Martinez, no relation, not related to this guy, uh-huh. <laughs> report, reported the win- window of his 2015 Infinity was smashed after returning where it was uh, marked in Orlando. The incident, which was caught on video, showed a man in a pink shirt and dark colored pants walking up to the car, smashing the window, and driving off in a Ford Mustang. The damage was around roughly $1,800, all right? The incident was reported on November 30th, uh, 2019, after the man told an officer on December 18th that he saw the same man, believed to be Dream, in the same car in the bar- in the parking garage. The suspect was identified on December 29th as the Dream, real name, Patrick Clark. The Ford Mustang uh, license plate was also registered to Clark, Bail was set for a thousand bucks, and warrant was voided after the following statement issued from the state of Florida. So this ain't the first time that this guy is having issues, man. Jesus Christ, man! I didn't know all that. <laughs> What's wrong, Sam? What happened? Uh, I'm disappointed, man. I'm a big Double Team Dream fan, but oh uh, man, you this can't sugarcoat that one. <laughs> this uh, this this looks like it, it could have. If it would have went far enough, it would have been a future episode of Dark Side of the Ring, man. Um, good thing that it's not over. It, yeah, <laughs> good thing. No, good thing they put the kibosh on this because now you know the allegations are out, and 
you know what I mean? It's not going to go any further. Yeah, um, but you but, know what? Oh, okay, so so Sam, you just said they put the kibosh on this, right? When it comes to a legal standpoint, mm-hmm. but when it comes to a WWE standpoint, now you're you're building yourself a, a, a fucking rap sheet. Yeah, 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 and it's not good because they were it, what it seems to me from watching the show. It looks like they were going to put the title on, and the fact that this comes out the week before they're about to put the title on him is. It's suspect. It, it, it's weird timing, right? That's weird timing. Uh, it's it's reminiscent of what happened with our girl Tessa Blanchard, where all these allegations came out right before they were about to put the title on her. Yeah, um, but the, you know what? The other one, the see, the other one with the whole Tessa Blanchard situation, right? Not saying that the allegation weren't serious, but there wasn't really proof for it. Right. This, there's some this, there's some proof there's, there's some type there's of proof. voice there's sound this is there's... serious this is very this is like you could go to jail for this this is this is like to catch a predator type bullshit um brought to you by vice i hope it's not true bro but if it is fuck man damn congratulations you played yourself to the dream bro i i can't that's that's horrible man it's horrible. Okay, so, so Leo, you're you're a father. You have a, a couple kids that are in their teens now. So what what's your thoughts on this? I will kill a bitch. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> this is the truth. Uh no look, at the end of the day, like you should not be talking to minors. You shouldn't be talking to kids that are yeah, close to being you. minors. You shouldn't be talking, you know, especially with Velveteen. How old is he? 29, 30, 28, something around there. Oh, no, man. This guy's in his early 20s. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, but, but, but still, but still, like, at the end of the day, you are a public figure, right? So, for and, and, we, and, we, and I'm kind of getting conflicted, right? Because you guys remember when this whole Enzo thing came out? And we were like, nah, he, you know, if he did it, you know, he, he fucked up, whatever. But then it actually came out that the girl was making it up. Now, there was no actual voice message of Enzo, yo, what's good you go to? You know, so it kind of adds to the whole thing. By the way, uh, Brie Padro and Iridian Fierro are saying that they will do the same thing. Uh, and Iridian on, um, on Instagram Live is saying that it definitely does sound like his voice. But all I'm saying is this. You know you're going to be a target. Why give them fuel? You know what I mean? Like, why would you yeah. do that? It, it, supposedly, you're at the top of the world because you are in uh, you know, in the WWE system. Every professional wrestler that gets into this wants to be in that system. Why would you put a target on your back? And especially yeah. like this. There is no coming back from this. Yeah, this is Lars. Wrestling fans have a very good memory. Um, you know... If you don't think that's true, ask uh, homie with no chin. What was, you know, I say we got a good memory, and then I don't remember. Ellsworth? <laughs> yeah, Ellsworth. Like, how's his career going? You know what I mean? Man, like, I was never into that guy, man. And yeah, if anybody that was into it, yo, y'all get the biggest congratulations because he was garbage from day one. Congratulations. Yeah. What up to the call up who's joining us who's also saying this is some crazy shit? Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, this is not good, man. If. Velvetrine Dream gets slapped with this stigma. Um, his character is already androgynous, if you will. It's already suspect. Like, yeah, yeah, it bends that 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 line right there. And um, man, if this is these allegations are true, this could be a career ender for him. And this forget that he can go to terrible. jail. Yeah, uh, this, you know he shouldn't. Like Leo said, 
you don't need to be putting yourself in any kind of situation no matter who you are yeah. if you're if you're you know an everyday joe that just works uh, at, you know at a cvs or mcdonald's or whatever or if you're you know a wwe superstore if you're a fucking rapper or if you're a singer rapper, you don't need to be messaging people that you don't know like these people you know you got to be guarded you know what mm-hmm. i mean like you know people are out to get you and not only that but like you got it like well what are you doing talking to kids bro like what the fuck you're a grown-ass man like I don't know. It's fucking. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. It's disgusting. And Joe, if he loses his job, if this costs him his job, you know he deserves it. What the yeah. hell is he doing? Our boy, yeah. the call, the call up is saying people nowadays don't think. That's true. That's true. That's very true. And that's why I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hate people. I can't stand people. But so so let's say that these allegations, right? Because again, there has to be you have to look into it. You have to you know do your research on it and everything. And I'm pretty sure there's cops already involved if the things are coming out, um, you know, and they're able to pull all this information. Even if you don't, you know, if this is not true. Let's say you know the person is 18 or whatever it may be, right? You're still tarnished you're still damaged goods you yeah the second the second you put him as a world champion you can't you won't he's a publicly traded company i'll be completely shocked that they if they continue this push for the nxt title with him but but even even as as a heel right you can't have the face of your company have this dark cloud behind them no you can't you can't imagine if jimmy i'm sorry sam but imagine if jimmy snooker was around this day and age, and he did what he did after we've seen the whole Nancy Argentino thing. He would have been finished. He would have been canceled. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, Sam. I, I was thinking about that, too. Like, um, you know, it's a perfect transition into the dark side of the ring, you know, where Jimmy Snuka, you know, allegedly kills, you know, Nancy. But you think about it, Vince McMahon shows up, and then all of a sudden money gets pushed around and things like that. You know, not saying it was right at all, not condoning any kind of actions. But you think about the kind of money Jimmy Snooker was drawing at the time. Mm-hmm. You think about the program he was in. And you think about the comparison to Velveteen Dream. NXT is nothing compared to WWF of the 1980s. No. He's not pulling that kind of money. And Vince McMahon will have no problems with cutting ties with Velveteen Dream. He's he's not a Jimmy Superfly Snooker. He's, he's a nobody compared to Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yo, you know that, doctor, that that you know that dark side of the ring just shows how shady Vizic man. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does, and we know we know what happened. You know what I mean, let's call it spade a spade. He showed up, he threw a little hush money around. It was the eighties. You know what I mean? Coke was running wild. Yo, he let me let me one, one more point on dark side of the ring. I love how um, man when they do the imagery where it's like you don't get a clear face, but you see like the shadows of the people. Yo, whoever did Vince, yo, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, definitely. And oh, uh, it just goes to show you, like, you know, it, there's a definitely a shady side to this whole thing. You know what I mean? Um, but, man, Velveteen Dream, what a fucking idiot, man. You, you can't be talking to fucking kids. What's wrong with you, bro? Terrible, man. Terrible. Yeah, that, that it's, it's, it's not good, man. It's definitely not good, but we shall wait and see what happens. You know, I, I'm, I hope it's not true and they're just trying to fuck him over. That, that's the only thing we could wish for. But, man, if it comes out to be true, 
even, even let me put it this way. And I had this conversation with the rest friends, even if it doesn't come out to be true, right. I'm still going to look at him funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're always going to have that, that stigma. Yeah, I'm going to look right. at him like this. I'm going to be looking at, yeah, I'm going to be looking at him like this. Like, right. It's right. just, it's not, it's not a good, uh, it's not a good situation for him, but uh, let's, let's be um, optimistic here. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's not true. Yeah. Uh, also on Instagram live, King, King Caffrey. Uh, he's saying, "What's up, good coffee, brothers?" King coffee, King coffee. Yeah, King Coffee, but it has an R in it. Okay, anyway, uh, and Christian. Oh, F. No, 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 that's our no, no, no. That's uh, that's our boy from Baltimore, Sam. Okay. Yeah, man. Man, that's uh, the AEW show in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his birthday yeah, this week, so happy birthday to him. Boy, there you happy go. Birthday. Happy birthday, and he's saying that's really not a good look. I mean, again, it goes back to what we're saying. You know, at the end of the day, like even if this like blows over, right? You're still not gonna want him anywhere on on your on your trucks. You're not gonna want him on a poster. You're not gonna want him on anything, because if people search right now, Velveteen Dream, I don't care if you're WWE and how much money you have, it's still gonna come up top. You know, allegations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. All right, all right, all right. I forgot to do it in the beginning of the show. So hold on. Here Not we it. go. Here we go. Hashtag it's Rebel time. Yo, Rebel, slide in our DMs, whether it's at Rated R since 87 or the Lucha Outsiders page. Yo, let's get this checked. Yeah. We're ready. We already have our our imaging department ready to go. All right. All right. <laughs> you see let's, that, right? Uh, you see that, right? Okay. Let's, let's talk a little, <laughs> something a little bit more lighter, not as dark as a dream. But you know what? Depending on what, what side of the fence you stand on, this could be kind of dark, too. It's all about Drake Maverick. So Drake Maverick was part of... um. All the people that lost their jobs, you know, they mm-hmm. they either got fired, they got released, they got uh, future endeavored, some got forloaded, but he was one of those that lost his job. He put a heartwarming Twitter video saying that this was his dream job. Dude was crying. It was very emotional right in the field. But he said that he was going to still work the Cruiserweight tournament that's going on in NXT right now. They brought him to the bump, right? I believe it was this past week or last week. I forget what. I think it was this past week. They brought him to the bump. And then they're, like, using this situation, right, as an angle right now on NXT, on WWE TV. And it's like, yo, what's going on here, right? So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, is this guy still, like, does this guy still, like, do they give him, like, a contract or something? Like, do they give him, like, listen, you know what, we decided to keep you, right? Which, okay, fine. But man, I also like let's hypothetically speaking, let's say they gave this man a new contract, right? He's still with the WWE, right? I feel like at the end of this, he might get backlash for it in a way cuz it's like you kind of played with the audience emotions a little bit cuz you had all these people feeling bad for you, but but then all this time you you got rehired. Yeah. At the same time, th- and and that's something positive. Now, let's say that's not true and he's just working for the rest of this tournament, which he's going to get, you know, leading up to his 90-day clause, and then they just release him. Like, you know, they go like, okay, thanks, Drake Maverick. Thanks for being in this tournament. Thanks for doing what you're doing, right? Then it's like, yo, you just use this man's, like, losing his job as an angle. Yeah. We've seen it before, though. I mean, think about it like this. Daddy Guerrero passing. We're using a storyline. You know they tried. They tried with Dusty and Kobe. Uh, Cody Rhodes put the kibosh on it before uh, it, you know it could even happen. You know, good for him. 
Um, you know, we've seen it with Paul Bear's death. You know what I mean? Um, I think they probably asked Drake if he was okay with it. Mm-hmm. And he, he did say, you know, that's fine. Do I think he's going to be back? Absolutely. I think he's one of those guys that he, he'll take some time, uh, you know, wherever he goes, whatever company he goes to, and they're going to hire him back because he's one of those um, versatile guys where you could throw him in um, a serious angle like he's in now and he shines. You could throw him in a comedy sketch like the 24-7 title and he shines. You could throw him uh, in as a manager like they had him with AOP and, you know, he does his thing there. So he's one of those guys where he fits in whatever role, you know what I mean, he needs to be in. Not everybody can do that. And he can play a heel and he can play a babyface. And, uh, like, again, not everybody can do that. So I think he'll be back. Um, but it is kind of fucked up when you think about it because the times we're living in, this is not a, a storyline that you really want to see on your TV, yeah. especially if you're one of the people um, – that's on unemployment right now that got fired, that got furloughed or, you know, and it's tough for everybody right now. And I think wrestling is more of an escape. And when you want to watch, you know, entertainment, you don't want to be thinking about real life for the most part, especially when you're thinking about pro wrestling. It's one of those mindless TV things where you just throw it on and you're like, okay, I could escape, you know, for an hour, two, three, whatever. So is it this this tasteful? Yeah, but is is this the first time WWE's done something? No, like it's this? not. No. It's not the first time, but that doesn't make it right either. Especially the time that the world is in, like you said. You know, people are yeah. losing their jobs. People are losing their lives. A lot of people are furloughed. A lot of people don't know if they're gonna have a job after this shit is all over with. So it's just a shitty situation. But um. Drake Maverick had one hell of a match with uh, Jake Atlas, man. And uh, Jake Atlas went over with that amazing DDT that he used to call in the indies and involved the LGBT DDT. He used to use that because the dude is gay. Um, but Jake Atlas is amazing talent, you know. Um, let's see. Let's, there's a lot of amazing talents in this Cruiserweight tournament. They're doing a round yeah. robbing sort of like the, the G1 uh, Climax. Similar. G1 Climax of Jace. So, except there's only eight competitors. But uh, I'm I'm very interested to see what they what they do with this, you know. Yeah, um, I'm actually watching it on on my TV right now, um, and uh, Jake Atlas is one of those guys that I saw it evolve and definitely stood out and had the match of the night in my opinion. Uh, the guy is definitely somebody to be looking out for in the future. Right now, I actually, um, like I said, I'm watching it. Jack Gallagher is, is coming out. I love the way that they redesigned the title. I know that's old news, but I just got to say it again, that they got rid of that purple strap. That shit used to bother the hell out of me. They threw the black strap on there. Um, And I like the seriousness that that they're doing with this. It it brings it back to the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, So hopefully with this, you know, we could get almost a rebirth of, you know, the Cruiserweight division. And hopefully it'll be taken more seriously, you know what I mean? Because it was it was definitely floundering. So hopefully, you know, this can give it the shot of uh, energy that it needs because it definitely needed it. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Oh, also, it was reported uh, by PW Insider and Wrestling Observer that the plan is for Maverick to, once uh, the 90 days is up and he's done with the, with the Cruiserweight tournament, they do – it's been reported that he's gone, you know, but 
that could all change. You know, we we we've seen the times before that could all change, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, um. Let's talk about uh Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins and Los Ingobernables of WWE, if you want to call them that, because it's a kind of convoluted storyline here. Yeah, and already. It's already convoluted, especially with the, the, the conditions they're working in with no crowd. But, man, like, don't get me wrong, I'm so happy Drew McIntyre is world champion. Like, he deserves it. This is, you know, I like to say this is his second run as a world champion in WWE because I consider the NXT title a world title. And all together in his wrestling click career, he's a three-time world champion because in Impact, he was a world champion there too. But they're booking him kind of weird. Like, they're, they're, I, the, the word I can think of right now on the top of my head is that they're, they're making him very cutesy, if that makes any sense. Like, not full Roman Reigns, but like, okay, so you're building the stable with the LIJ of WWE, right? Los Ingobernables of WWE. You're building them up, right? But, yo, Drew McIntyre is just going through them. Yeah. So I, I feel like if there was an audience, people would kind of shit on that a little bit. And then also, you're feuding with Rollins, but then Rollins wasn't on this week. You know, he did, like, this weird, like, video gimmick-type promo. It, it's just like a convoluted storyline. It's like we're, we're, we're using the times that we're living in, so you don't want to have all this talent at the same time, right? But he's feuding with Rollins. Why do we have, like, this – like B-side storyline with Los Ingobernables with Drew McIntyre. You get what I'm saying? Does that make any yeah. sense what I'm trying to tell you? Especially when Seth Rollins has his own clique. He's got, yeah. you know, he's got yeah. his own crew that he could fall back on. So it, it makes no sense why, you know, he's feuding with Angel Garza and, you know. Uh, Andrade and Ace. Andrade. Yeah, it's, it is. It's very convoluted. And um, the way I think that they're booking him, is picture if Kevin Nash was 25 years old and Vince McMahon had him in 2020. That's the way that I feel like Drew's being booked. He's being being booked like if if Big Daddy Cool Diesel was in his prime. And, in and the thing is, Drew McIntyre is supposed to be this badass. Like I don't want him to be cutesy. Like I don't want him to, yeah. you know, do that. Like it just feels forced. And I'm not saying that he's being forced towards us because we all know he deserves to be WWE champion, you know? We're happy that he's WWE champion, but give us a Drew McIntyre before that title win. Don't give us this cutesy McIntyre. Like, it just seems, I don't know, man. It seems like they're like kind of, they use him like as a puppet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he's he's trying to connect uh, with the crowd, I feel, and it, it does come off cutesy. It comes off, like I said, very um, Really, very... Sam? Connecting with the crowd? What, what, the, the one fan that's up in the ceiling? The, the cameraman. The cameraman. Yeah, he, he talks into the crowd, and he was like, uh, what do you say? He said, hello, cats and kittens, like throwing that Tiger King reference. And, you know, I understand oh, that was a big thing. I forgot about that. That yeah, was, just, that that was, was a... just as bad as the time that we did the show and you started with the Tiger King drop. Yeah, but the thing is, the Tiger King drop, that was, that was a week after it had come out. This is a month after. And it was still out. terrible. <laughs> no, no, I didn't stand behind that. I, re- I really hope I'm getting his name right. But King Caffrey, he's saying, well, there's only, uh, they're only doing this because there are some speculations of who is actually sick or have pre-existing conditions of what you guys were talking about before. Remember, we have the delay. So they can't use everybody at this current moment. And, oh, and yeah. that's the, that makes sense. Then if that's the case, Andrade should be getting the title shot. Yeah. yeah. Braun yeah, Strowman got, Braun Strowman got it out of nowhere. That's all I'm saying. 
they got a good story there already, and I feel like they already kind of like shit on it. Where you think about Drew McIntyre being out a year in that match mm-hmm. where him and Andrade had the, the title match at NXT, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like they they touched on it, and now it's like, all right, on to the next thing. Seth Rollins is here. You know, yeah. you, you got your money, uh, you know, feud with Seth Rollins. Let's do that one. And I feel like Seth Rollins is such a good heel and such a major star that they could have pushed that to SummerSlam where maybe, maybe we might actually have a live crowd. You know, Drew McIntyre versus uh, mm-hmm. Seth in Boston would have been, you know, I think a, a great, you know, program. Uh, but for now, you know what I mean? I think Andrade probably should have been the one in Money in the Bank wrestling. But, you know, it is what it is. It's WWE booking. You know, it's to be convoluted, and especially, uh, you know, now with everybody being sick and and not knowing who can make what dates and what bookings and travel being all fucked up. And then, tra- then traveling and getting fired. Gonna be getting. <laughs> uh, the call-up is saying right now with no fans, the WWE will build him up, uh, talking about what you guys were talking about before, the way they want because there is no feedback unless you go online. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that does make sense because, again, you can push the narrative, you know? And, and I think one of the reasons why they don't feed in, like, crowd noises because then they're going to get exposed when they do have a live crowd and then they feed those Roman chants. Let me let me tell you something, Leo. You just brought up a good point right now. Like, let's say this pandemic was happening back in 2015, 2016. Yo, Roman Reigns will be living out here, bro, <laughs> as champion. The biggest baby yeah. face. Uh, Drew's going to get that heat Seth had when he won the title and when the fans turned on him. You guys remember that? Yeah, but see, yeah. people said, okay, people said that was completely different because when, mm-hmm. the, first of all, that, that wasn't the first time Seth winning the world title, right? He was previously world champion. Yeah. The reason fans turn on Seth, it all happened during the Will Ospreay situation. Mm-hmm. He came after Will Ospreay, and that just ended up building, 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 like a snowball effect. Yeah, Shit started happening. Then they started pushing the whole Becky Lynch and Seth uh, relationship on screen, and he wouldn't shut up on Twitter. Listen, Twitter is Seth Rollins' worst enemy. Stay, shut up. <laughs> Don't talk on Twitter. Get off Don't of Twitter. <laughs> Get off Stay of Twitter, Twitter, Grandpa. <laughs> That's why the fans turned on Seth. Mm-hmm. And I like Seth Rollins. I'm a Seth Rollins fan. But come on, bro. Yeah. He was playing himself on Twitter. Uh, Heel Drew is the best Drew. What do you guys think? I agree. I agree. Uh, and there's a quick question for the three of us. Is, uh, what will be the next live event as far as a pay-per-view. Fad Mania, our boy Fad Mania from the UK, he's saying he thinks it's going to be Survivor Series. What do you guys think? Mario? You know, I wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, man. Royal uh, Rumble. Know, Fad, Mania, <laughs> Fad Mania, our homie from the UK, man. Uh, he, he, I, listen, I don't think we're getting... But that's November, though, Mario. We're in April. Okay, but look at <laughs> look at the climate that we're in. Dude, listen, Boston's not Florida, all right? I don't think we're getting SummerSlam weekend in Boston. That's not happening. No. Are we going to get all out? No, I don't think we're getting that either. Mm. If we're lucky, if we're lucky, and we pray to the wrestling gods, we'll get Survivor Series, and we're lucky. If we're lucky, but, we get look, Christmas. Keep in mind, <laughs> California uh-huh. and New York already stated no live, no yeah. game, nothing for the rest of this year. Well, that's why it wasn't the NFL. That's why they were looking into doing it in, uh, no, the MLB, doing it in Arizona because Arizona was more lax and the two stadiums are like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) they could switch venues, but 
it goes down to do you feel comfortable bringing your family to an event after this? Let me tell you something. Florida wants to WrestleMania next year. Dude, I don't feel comfortable taking my family to the supermarket, let alone Man, WrestleMania. I don't feel comfortable going down the street, bro. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Those Floridians are wild, though. They'll pack that stadium. Listen, man, I love Listen, I love going to Florida. Don't get me wrong. I love Florida. But, yet, yo, Florida people, y'all have different species out there. Yeah, they don't know how y'all to drive. Species. There's always some shit happening in Florida. What? I love going to Florida, but I'm just calling a spade a spade. What up to our boys, Rika's a Wrestling, who are also on here from no, Florida? No, no, no offense. No offense, but I'm just calling a spade a spade, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, but but you know what? That That's the thing. And we've talked about this a couple of times on the show where, you know what? Th- the government opens up. Things open up. People get to go. But do you really want to go? You know what I mean? Can you go? Right. Will they put a cap, say, you know what? And for the next six months, you can't have more than 3,000 people at a certain place. You know? For places like the WWE, NBA, all that stuff is going to affect it. Yeah, I heard that the NBA is starting to open their practice facilities in certain states that are, uh, you know, now reopening mm-hmm. starting May 1st. So that might be a glimpse into, you know, okay, well, the NBA is starting to, you know, reopen. They might even open in June. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, saying but we're, not we're, getting, have... we're not getting no crowds for those games, dude. Right. And not saying that they're even going to be <laughs> at the Garden playing. You know what I mean? They might have Knicks games some fucking you know it's gonna be but it's gonna be closed (laughs) (laughs) imagine the knicks playing down here the rec center i mean i mean not for nothing i'm I'm surprised anybody's going to knicks games anyway i'm just beyond just (laughs) let's call it spade spade uh the call up our boy that's why i was laughing he said people say new york city people don't give a shit but florida just showed us that they are the kings of i don't give a shit Yo, shout out to our homie, the call-up. Florida, is, I'm telling you, man, I, and I like going to Florida. I was going to go to Tampa this year uh-huh. for Mania. But listen, Florida is just a different breed out there. It's a different it's animal, man. Yeah, yeah definitely. You got, you got your mix of all over the place, too, because a lot of people come to Florida for the tax break and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a wild situation down there. That's why all the rest of us live down there. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. It kind of uh, it kind of makes you think why the full sale crowd is so terrible now, right? Oh no! <laughs> All right, let's talk about um, let's talk about something that actually happened in Florida too, and that's um, uh, what happened? You know, Raw they, and stuff. You know, Raw, the beaches. SmackDown, oh. NXT. So let me tell you something. Rey Mysterio, Buddy Murphy stole the fucking show Monday night, bro. Mm-hmm. They stole the show. I'm telling yeah. you, spoiler alert. That's my match of the week. That match was so good, man. And this was a Money in the Bank qualifier. And I love Mysterio. Dude's a legend. But they had to put Buddy Murphy over on this one. They had to. Now, I refuse. Who do you think makes that call, though? Vince. Well, Vince. But, we, need a, we need somebody they know. Like Mysterio, not not that Buddy guy. Not but, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. But I think it, it makes more of a shock if Buddy Murphy did go over. You know what I mean? More talking value. Because right now, and, and and to the comment that I read before, you know, now you don't get a reaction from the crowd because there is no crowd, right? You get the reaction online. So don't you think that WWE being smart, you do put over Buddy Murphy and then have all these internet fans just go crazy on, oh, why are you Bray Mysterio lose? And then everybody's talking about Buddy Murphy. 
Like uh, use that negative for a positive. Come on, Sam. I see you trying to clean. He's this trying to up. clean it. He's trying to clean it. <laughs> He's, He's trying to clean, clean it. Up. Clean Here's, it up, Sam. Here's my thing, man. Uh, at this point, they're just trying to sell pay-per-views. They're trying to sell the network and things like that. So when you're talking about people in quarantine, being at home, not having anything to watch, whether they're a football fan first or a basketball mm -hmm. fan first, and they're actually going to turn wrestling on for the first time in 20 years, who do you think they want to see? Buddy Murphy, a guy that they have no idea who the fuck he is, or a guy from their childhood, Rey Mysterio, from 20 years, who's probably in the best shape of his career right now. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. You know, not saying that they shouldn't be creating new stars, but right now they gotta they gotta rest on their legends, if you will. You know what I mean? That's yeah. part of the reason why they bring back people for WrestleMania is you know for that name recognition. Now, after this is all over, they definitely need to start creating new stars because Taker's got what? Maybe two left in him? Taker's if been that... gone since 30. Well, okay, 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 Sam. I'm going to stop you right there because you just mentioned Undertaker and based on what we saw at WrestleMania, that dude technically could keep going for another five years if they do that type of gimmick. That type of yeah, match. But how long do you think before the fans start saying, I'm sick of seeing these cinematic matches with The Undertaker. Because you know they always fucking bitch about but, but, but I can see it for to. the next 10 years, to be honest with you. I love The Undertaker. He could be fucking 80 coming out there looking all crazy because that's the gimmick. He's a fucking undead dude. So it works, even if he's an old man, in my opinion. I know. I, Sam, I, I, I'm with you on that. People complain, and I know you love Undertaker. I love Undertaker, too, but you were defending Undertaker when he looked like a pile of shit. Yeah, yeah. So I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. here's the thing. <laughs> He's probably got two in front of a live crowd left in him, right? Two years, two matches, maybe. If they in do the cinematic of, in front thing, of a live maybe crowd? five, right? So forget the Undertaker. Goldberg's not coming back. Okay. I don't, listen, we don't want. They ruined Goldberg. I don't want to yeah. see Goldberg. Oh, I don't want to see Goldberg match me. They had one job, which was bringing him up, bringing him back for um, that whole Brock Lesnar program. All right, yeah. they ended it at Mania. They, they ended on a high note. What did they do? Vince felt cocky, and Paul Heyman was chiming in his ear. Oh, he's our Bruno San Martino, and they fucking ruined it, man. They had the fans turn on the guy. How long before Brock decides to just call quits and you know start hunting and just hanging out with his family? Tomorrow afternoon. Like <laughs> you know he's making hand over fist money. He's not going to need to do this very much longer. You know, what I mean, can he? Absolutely, because he wrestles a style that you know he protects his body and he doesn't have to do the wear and tear of the travel and things like that. So he can potentially do it for another 10 years, but does he want to? We don't know. All right. Um, another guy, The Rock. He's a fucking billionaire at this point. With, you with you can't keep going back to, to The Rock. Back? Does he need to come back? He's a fucking movie star. Steve Austin's on, on the shelf indefinitely. How many how many guys can you go to the, to the well with? And Rey Mysterio is one of those guys as name recognition, mm -hmm. and you might in the next five years, start seeing them push him a little even harder, you know, depending on if if, if Ray wants to re-sign. Because, you know, he he was unhappy for a little bit. Now, let, let me ask you this, Sammy. And and you were talking about, you know, you don't want to see Ray Mysterio lose. Um, but isn't Buddy Murphy a heel? Yeah, and he's got so, to do his, so his have job him, as a heel. Yeah, but so have him win with some heel tactics. You're still having him win. You're still putting him over, and people are not mad at the fact that Rey Mysterio lost because he lost to heel tactics. You know what I mean? If, 
if it wasn't a money in the bank qualifier match, I would agree with you 100%, Leo. But the fact that they got to promote this match and sell this match, it just, to me, they got to have the big names in it. You know okay, I mean? so so who's who's next in line to be that Rock, that Stone Cold, that Taker, that Goldberg, all those people that you named? Where in ten it's years hard from to now, tell right now, man, who? especially with the climate that we're living in, but that's what I'm saying. But but you need to build those stars. You need to you need to think long term in, in the sense that you know what when they were building Stone Cold, they knew what they were doing eventually after they figured it out. But at the end of the day, like when you look at it, like who is that next Rock or that next Stone Cold? But that's wrestling now. All Seth. Right, let's see. Let's look at who's on the main roster right now. Okay. And who's their champion? You got Drew McIntyre. Do you think that he has that it factor? To me, Drew feels like the flavor of the month. Like, you could have it, and then there's it. Yeah. No, of course, of course. Stone Cold. Of course. Undertaker. Do you think he is a potential legend down the line, Drew McIntyre? Let's start with him. Uh, I think he's the flavor of the month. I think the the way you get to see him actually come through um, is next year to see if they're still pushing him. You know what I mean? Um, um, Mario talked about uh, Jack Swagger. Kind of feels like that. You know what I mean? Like where we're high on him oh, for a man, little I, bit. Don't do that. No, to no, 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 no. But, but this is what I'm saying. Him, but this is. But, but I know. Him. I know. But listen, and and in business and in anything yeah. that you look at, everybody has the flavor of the month, right? Which is, you know what, today's topic is safety, and everybody has to wear safety shoes, and you want to wear glasses, and you got to wear three seatbelts, and then next week you forget about it, right? I think in wrestling that happens way too often. So it's what hap- is what they do when they move away a little bit. Uh, Adam Cole is what our boy King K- Kafer, I think I said his name right. Um, he's saying Adam Cole. So let, I'll go let me, with that. Let, I want you guys to understand this. There's a reason. Why there's not another John Cena, another Hulk Hogan, another Austin, another Rock? Vince yeah, doesn't Mario, want. I know where you're going. Vince Go does not want another superstar that's going to transition to Hollywood or to bigger, better things. So we're never going to see another star like a Hogan, like a Austin, like a Rock. So you're like dead. So WWE is dead in the next five years. Well, see, you're being you're being a little bit now. You're being a little bit dramatic, no, all right? But, you're, but, the but, that, you're, you're putting a little bit sasson to the soup. But you know what I'm saying, though, right? Listen, forget the closest thing to any of those is Roman Reigns, which we already know where that has gone, all right? Okay. And, and right now, Roman Reigns is MIA due to his, his wife having, I think, uh, another set of twins, and also for what's going on in the world, he's not he's not trying to make himself vulnerable, which it's fine, but mm-hmm. the closest thing to a superstar status, like right now that we're living in, is like the next Roman Reigns. Forget you're about the Hulk Hogan's. Forget about the Stone Colds. Forget okay. about the the Rocks. Forget about the John Cena. That's never gonna happen again. That doesn't mean that we're not gonna have superstars that feel bigger than life. Maybe it doesn't a, mean that we're not gonna see that. Maybe a half a star. This fucking guy, man. <laughs> Listen, you, there's a lot of potential under the WWE brand. Adam Cole is one of them. To me, Adam Cole is a modern-day Shawn Michaels. That's how charismatic he is. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a lot of guys under the WWE system, you know? But are they going to get that full tank of gas? 
the WWE machine behind them? No, because mm. they don't want these guys to move on to bigger and better things. They're afraid. They just don't want that. Listen, guys like, let's just take John Cena and The Rock, for example. Forget yeah. about Stone Cold. Forget about Hulk Hogan here. The Rock and John Cena, their brand is bigger than the WWE. I can second that. Especially The Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, The Rock has more followers on, on Instagram than the WWE does. And that's saying something because he came from WWE. And you think Vince McMahon likes that? Absolutely not. His ego is, is, is huge. You know what I mean? He doesn't like that shit. The thing is, right now, the WWE brand is over on its own. When WWE comes to your hometown, even if you're not a, a fan uh, that watches every week, it's like going to see the circus. It's like, oh, well, wh- what is there to do tonight? Oh, the hot ticket in town tonight is going to see Monday Night Raw. All right, well, let's get a couple, you know, business associates, take them up in, in the skybox and go to Monday Night Raw and, you know, talk business, whatever. It, it, it's it, it's like going to a basketball game or, you know what I mean? It, there's no main attraction like back in the day when you're like, oh, let's go see Stone Cold, let's go see The Rock. Or let's go see LeBron, or let's go see Michael Jordan, or Kobe, or something like that. There's no, there's no attraction in WWE like that. Now, the only person that I see recently that could potentially, if they had let her go her own route and let her cut her own promos, was Becky Lynch. She was on that like mm-hmm. that trajectory to the top. And then, in 2019, she was the biggest star in the company. Right. And then they put the fucking WWE sauce on her and fucking <laughs> sprinkled all that seasoning on her, and it cooled down real quick, especially when you put Seth Rollins into the mix and things like that. Oh. I, don't think that I don't think that they should have came public with that relationship. I think that you know some of the attraction, some of the attraction <laughs> to Becky was for guys to wish that they could be with her and things like that. And you know, I, I know it sucks that you gotta you know live kind of like in the shadows as a celebrity, but tons of celebrities do it, tons to save their brand and things like that. So if they were smart, they could have had the next star with, with Becky Lynch, especially you know with Ronda Rousey putting her over and everything like that. But you know, it is what it is. Um, do they need to create new stars? Absolutely, because in 20 years and 15 years, who are they going to bring back to sell WrestleMania? Are they just going to be saying WWE is the attraction, WrestleMania is the attraction? It sells out before we even have a match. You know what I mean? In 20 years and 15 years, who knows? Who knows? Well, Part I think I think in 15, I think in 15, 20 years from now, right? I think. And, and listen, I'm not talking about legendary status here, right? But like, okay, so like right now we're living in where they keep on bringing reoccurring like uh, talents from the Attitude Era, right? If you go back to WrestleMania 27 and 28, they brought back The Rock, right? You know, to start a few with John Cena. You move into uh, kind of now, you know, they brought back Brock Lesnar, they brought back Goldberg, and they, you know, Taker still hasn't retired yet. So if we're going back 50... He hasn't going, retired yet? Damn. He hasn't retired yet. Obviously, this year, Edge came back. So if we're going 15 years ahead of us now, I think we're going to see guys like Seth Rollins making a return for a one-off match. Um, Hey, man, 
I think, me personally, I think AJ Styles is the Shawn Michaels of this time when it comes to in-ring ability. I think 10 years from now, he could still go if he wants to. If he That's wants true. to. I don't think That's he true. would want to, but I think he could. Listen, yeah. people forget about the, the Money in the Sand. What was that? Money in the Sand 3 when we saw DX and a bald Shawn Michaels against the, uh, the Brothers of Destruction. People forget. Shawn Michaels carried that match, and he didn't wrestle for years. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of sad to see it. It's because... He didn't look that bad. So you can only imagine if Shawn Michaels would have came back for something meaningful like an AJ Styles match or like a Johnny Gargano match or like an Adam Cole match. Imagine what a one-on-one could have been with Shawn Michaels. He came back for a bullshit tag match that nobody wanted to see, and he carried the whole thing. Yeah. So you think about what AJ would be, you know, in 10 years. Yeah, I mean, you could potentially bring guys back from now. You know what I mean? And these guys, they do have a, a big following, you know what I mean? But they're not, they're not, you know, rock, stone cold. You know who they remind me of? The, the, the big role players of the Attitude Era, the guys that didn't cross over as much. Like you talk about your Triple H's, you know, you talk about your Mick Foley's and guys like that. They're on that kind of a level. So the, where... the, the, the Triple H, the Shawn Michaels, the mm. Mick Foley's, the Bret Hart's. Right, right. Whereas, you know, will we ever see another Cena? Will we ever see another Stone Cold Hogan? I don't think so. I don't think so. You hit the nail on the head, Mario. As long as Vince McMahon is around, we're not going to see that. So, Well, you mentioned Vince McMahon, so let's talk about Vince. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. So it, it was reported this week that Oliver Luck, right, has sued Vince McMahon for uh, – What's the term exactly uh, in uh, – what is it? Not improper termination, but there's, a, like, a legal term for it, um, Leo. I think you know what I'm talking about. Wrongful termination, I might, uh, it might be. Yeah. Wrongful termination. So Vince is getting sued because of what's going on with the XFL and whatever, right? So they, this whole week – well, actually, the past two weeks, they've been promoting Triple H 25 years. You know, they've been doing this whole mm-hmm. big promotion. If you go on WWE Shop right now – you're going to see a disgusting-looking title belt. Oh, my God. The Attitude the Era thing. belt with the fucking gimmick with the – with the what is it? The, what do you call that uh, that, that cross? That's... The Triple H cross? There's a, there's, a, there's a name for it. Isn't it like the Celtic cross or something like that? Not the know. Celtic cross. I thought it was called an Iron Cross or some shit. Well, That's whatever it is. The, the if you guys know, let us know. Gimmick, they, made, they, they stuck the Attitude belt, the it's plaques of it. It's an Iron Cross. Leather shit, and it looks disgusting. Dude. I don't know what's the worst belt—that belt or the fiend belt that looks like a piece of bacon. Yeah. Bad. You know, bad, you right? know what? You know what I thought when I first saw that belt. I'm like, okay, did somebody just try to like airbrush something and then kind of like paste the winged eagle part on there? Like it kind of looked like like a three year old did it. I'm sorry, that's what it looked something. like. If anybody buys that belt, I got the biggest. Congratulations. Yourself. You shouldn't be. Nobody should be buying that disgusting piece of garbage. All right, back to back to Vince though. So <sighs> they've been promoting this Triple H twenty five years, right? Which is, mm-hmm. I get it. And man, did I the segment on SmackDown was probably one of the most weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so Shawn Michaels came out right when Triple H was already out there, right? And then Triple H was talking, and then Shawn Michaels came out and was kind of roasting him a little bit, you know, kind of like a yeah. roast, like you see on Comedy Central. Except this roast. Was kind of awkward and weird because uh, at one point Shawn Michaels was bashing Stephanie. Stephanie called Triple H and got on Facetime, and they started like insulting each other. And then Ric Flair got on the line and was kind of crying. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't make sense. 
he didn't really make sense. And then he said something down the lines like, um, hey, watch out for Shawn Michaels. He might super kick you or something. He says that. And then Roll Dog got on the line. It was just really weird. What about and Billy Gunn? The- Billy- no, no, sorry. No, not Billy Gunn. And then um, I think uh, they talked about Triple H's lost records on WrestleMania. It was kind of like a roast, but it came off really weird. And then Vince ca- Vince came out. First of all, Vince looks terrible, man. <laughs> There's no good way of putting it. Vince no. does not look good. I don't know if it's the stress. I don't know if it's he's sick. I don't know if because he's an old man. But Vince does not look good. He doesn't look as built as he once was. Because the dude was jacked before. Now mm-hmm. he looks like frail. He looks old and frail. And man, Vince was just stumbling in his words and saying how this segment's terrible. Like it was it was boring. He's saying that we're lucky that there's no fans in this building because they would be chanting boring. They said it they he compared it to the Bailey segment that we got a couple of years ago with the It's Your Life. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. You didn't miss much. And then the, the segment ends by saying, like, okay, um, the segment's terrible. I love you, Triple H or something. Vince goes to the back, and then the, the lights just turn off. And they play like crickets. And then and then you see like the the lower third on the screen, and that's how the show ends. It was it was so weird. Like, you got, like, feels like if Triple H or, like, Shawn Michaels was going to turn on each other or something. It was just a bad segment. So it was reported by Fightful that uh, the segment apparently was supposed to be scheduled for 10 minutes, and it went on for 20. And then another report came out for Fightful that Vince has been in a shitty-ass mood for the last two weeks with the XFL being going under uh-huh. with WrestleMania being at the performance center and then all this bad publicity he's getting. So he's been in like a riot mood to the point that it's like an ongoing joke backstage. Nah, poor Vince. Yeah. I mean, I would be in a shitty mood too, if I lost all that damn money, you know what I mean? I feel like, man, it, the XFL was so snake bitten. Maybe if he never would have brought it back to coronavirus, it would have never happened. You know what I mean? Oh, stop. That's stop. a joke, you know? <laughs> Okay, sorry. Anyway, fucking, um, yeah, man. This wrongful termination, I don't know how far it's going to go, but if he does get sued and it holds up in court, this could potentially really, really hurt Vince. I mean, he might have to pay all these people that he terminated their contract. Mm-hmm. And that could potentially put him in a really, really bad situation. Um, it's a mess, know. bro. It's a fucking mess. It's a shit yeah. show. One of the yeah. things that one of the things that I was reading into today, um, I was actually looking into like people that are overseas that are basically stuck because of there's no fly ban or whatever. The way that the U.S. government is treating this with people that are stuck like that, right? It's basically it, it's something about like war times, um, like a clause that goes in during war times, right? So basically, it's, it's not a war because there's a pandemic and everything's closed. And then the people are able to come back in. With that being said, anything that happened because of the coronavirus, there is a legal way for these guys to actually get paid because of the wrongful termination. Because this guy, this guy Luck, which, by the way, he's the dad of Andrew Luck, the quarterback for Indianapolis. All of the luck, yep. Um, he could go after him, but that's not the reason why he's going after Vince McMahon. He's going after Vince McMahon on something that I think I talked to you, Mario, uh, um, off the air. The WWE owned two t- uh, two tiers 
of the XFL in stock, which McMahon didn't tell people about it. He lied about it. He said that WWE had no relation with Had XFL. no relation. So now if you guys look at, look into it, the people that owned uh, the XFL stock, McMahon owned 51, Linda McMahon owned 25, and then I think uh, Stephanie and Triple H owned the other 25. Of the top tiers of the stock, when you go into the second tier, which again, those are the ones that make decisions, WWE owned 76% of that stock. So again, when and you have to look into it because not a lot of the people in the in the wrestling world are not reporting on that. I actually got that off of ESPN because I've yet to see it in a wrestling website where it actually gives you the information on why he's being sued. So again, remember when we were talking? Is he going to use XFL, uh, WWE money for the XFL? And then he took out that cash advance. And we were like, okay, that's the only money that he's going to use? Uh-uh. He used a lot more money than that. So, yeah, to the guys and the girls and the performers that got fired, there is a legal way for them to actually go in and get paid for their whole contract because this is, quote-unquote, war times by the government. Sam? Sam, if that is the case, and like it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of this episode, how shady Vince McMahon was in the eighties. Nothing has changed, man. He knows how to move money around. He's got his political connections. We've seen what he did in Florida and the reason why Raw is still getting exactly. broadcast a lot. Essential. This guy knows his way around politics and the way to move the money around. But you know what? You do it enough times, it'll come around and bite you in the ass. This guy is, is not no fucking Marty from Ozarks. All right. He ain't got Marty from Ozarks. He's fucking Vince McMahon, and he's old, and something's going to slip up, and now this potentially could bite him in the ass and cost him millions, millions of dollars. And if that's the case, well, if you guys missed Pyro back in the day, guess what? The Pyro is not coming back for a long fucking time. Well, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's not like we're seeing Pyro right now, Sam. It's not like we're seeing yeah. Pyro now. Yeah. yeah. This, that's the least of, of the worries. But what I'm yeah. saying is, it, you know, we can see Maz layoffs. You know, he, you know, this could potentially hurt WWE financially really, really fucking bad. If the, that's the case, the, this, this whole thing with AEW showing up right now. It just keeps on adding. Bro, I'm telling you. If McMahon you know, makes if, it to December. In five years, Tony Khan buys WWE, I'm going to lose my mind. And then they could do the simulcast. Um, <laughs> I used to write contracts for a living. It's called act of God, which means they can actually get paid. So that's another word that they can use, act of God, uh, in the legal mumbo-jumbo stuff. Oh, my God. So, so there you yeah. go. I want people to understand, too. We don't want WWE to go away before no. we get the, 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 the whole, oh, you guys are just hating on huh? WWE and this. <laughs> Do you think storyline wise, like God is getting back at Vince McMahon for having that match with him? There you go. That's what it is. No, man. If WWE goes out of business, I'll be heartbroken. I just want everybody to know that. I I love pro wrestling. I'm not someone that just loves AEW or just loves WWE or just loves whatever. Mm. I love everything from the Japanese stuff to the fucking underground indie stuff to, you know, the mainstream WWE stuff. So, you know, don't take it like we as a collective want to see yeah. WWE go to No, business. not no, at that all. Would, that would be 
heartbreaking because our fucking show is mostly based on WWE shit. So, you know what I mean? I, well, I, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. It's not us. It's maybe, other shows. Maybe your perspective, because you did say on the show, we got nothing to talk about because WWE's been terrible, and I gave oh, you congratulations we do. on the show. We talk about everything. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm a WWE bark, all right? So let's just well, we get know, that Well, we know, Sam, we know. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was that, Sam? I love WWE. I'm a WWE Mark, man. There you go. That's what I needed. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Mario. Yeah, we got I a know. new sound he effect. That. He recorded that for a drop. I know. I know. You fight me back now. By the okay. way, okay. the whole show's recorded. I just wanted to say it without us laughing in the back so we could use it. Let's go. <laughs> yo, 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 Leo, send me that drop, all right? <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't doing the show right now, we'll send it to you right now. But yeah, I, okay, I got you. Okay, one. okay. All right. Hold on. Let me check the time. Go. Dale. Hey, go. 108. Dale. And by the way, if you guys are watching us on Instagram Live, remember, Instagram only gives us an hour. Uh, thank you to everybody that's been on there commenting and everything. Uh, people are really liking that. So um, you guys can come over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lucha Outsiders. And there you go. It just went off. So good timing. Also, don't forget, if you miss anything on today's episode, whether it was IG Live or Facebook Live, the podcast version drops later today. So make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star review and rating. There you go. Sam? Okay. Sam's not going to say yeah. another word because we're going to use it as a drop. Go ahead, Sam. No, man. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about um, – we, we spoke about money in the bank. So right now on the on the men's side, we got Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, which qualified beating Buddy Murphy. We got Allison Black. We got Apollo Crews, which I don't know why he's in the in the fucking uh, ladder match. King Corbin, and then this Friday, this upcoming Friday, we have a match. Look at look at Sam; he's getting pumped up about it. We got Dolph Ziggler versus Otis, and whoever wins this match, he will be the final competitor for this uh, ladder match. Yeah, this is where Dolph gets his his uh, payback because that's I don't. Right. See, that's I don't right. That's right, baby. Otis My boy, Dolph Ziggler. I don't see him in a ladder match. Although, why not? It, it would be great to see it, but I no, it wouldn't be great. Ain't nobody trying to see Otis climb a ladder, B. I'm trying to see Otis win this thing, bro. No, 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 no man, no. But all, all seriousness, um, this is where Dolph gets his. You know, they book fifty-fifty all the time there. Um, Dolph is gonna get his his win there, and. Uh, yeah, they they need another heel, right? They got Corbin, and that's about it. That's in a heel in, in the match, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so they need another heel in the match. So you got you got to get Ziggler in there, and you know he's got experience in ladder matches and things like that. And I don't think Otis is as as much as I love him and his charisma and everything like that. It takes a certain um, it takes a certain experience tier. For that kind of a match, I don't think he's really ready for that. He's more of a, you know, a comedy act, and you know, he knows how to get the crowd involved and things like that. But I don't think he's ready for a multi-man ladder match just yet. So, is it safe to say that Aleister Black is winning this? We hope mm. so. It it makes too much sense, Mario. That's that's the one thing. Okay. Makes- so, so okay. So, we have Daniel Bryan. Mysterio, Apollo Cruz, King Corbin, or Otis or Ziggler. I, I don't. Are they going to put it on Mysterio? I don't see that happening. Daniel no. Bryan, maybe, but I think sometimes you know what it is. Sometimes with us wrestling fans, 
we came we we sometimes complain about predictability, right? But sometimes for certain aspects, the predict predictable choice sometimes is a good thing. And I think Alistair Black here he he deserves it, man. He he not only does he deserve it, it makes sense and he's the like youngest, most logical winner. You know what I mean? So we talked about not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, we talked about making new stars and things like that, but I I don't know. I I want it to happen, but it makes too much sense. And we've seen in the past WWE just makes stupid fucking decisions. Like I wouldn't put it past them putting it on Corbin. You know what I mean? Just because he's a heel, just because you know. He, he lost to Elias in the 50-50 booking. It's like, all right, well, you did the job, uh, you know, two WrestleManias in a row. Here's your cookie for being a team player. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I could see them putting on Especially after they screwed him a couple years ago when he when he won the money to the bank and he did the failed cash-in too. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see them giving it to Corbin. Uh, but I would love to see Aleister Black win it, man. You know what I mean? I, that's – you know, that's the most logical pick. That's the one that, that makes the most sense. If he wins it, does he cash in on, on Drew? Does he turn heel? Like, which well, way does it go? Well, it's a it's a, it's a a co-branded match, so he could pretty much challenge whoever he wants. That's true. That's true. So I'm about to drop I'm – about, I'm about to make Sam really happy with what I'm about to say. Now, don't think that I'm making a turn or anything like that. What's but I'd rather see Otis in the fucking match than fucking Apollo Crews. Yeah, I mean, I think Apollo, Apollo Cruz does nothing for me. Get that man off of my fucking TV. He, he beat somebody this this week to be in there. MVP. Um, I would have rather seen MVP yeah. on, on the fucking match. Yeah, man, I definitely would have rather seen fucking MVP in that match. That's that's what I was thinking. I just couldn't remember who who he was actually uh, wrestling against. I'm getting a bit of the brain fog, but yeah, it's, man, it's, why it's why would they age. put MVP in there? You I know? don't know, man. I, I, listen, Apollo Cruz does nothing for me. He's a great athlete. He could work in the ring. But, man, anytime he shows up on my TV, I want to change the channel. Yeah, I think Heyman has a soft spot for him. And I feel like if Apollo Cruz doesn't, like, really step up his game in this match, this might be it for him. This might be Vince McMahon giving him one last, like, all right, here you go. Here's your last chance. If you don't, you know, impress me, if you don't surprise me with something, that's it. So this could, this could be you know his his last hurrah. So I don't think he's gonna win it. I'm not saying that he just needs to do something spectacular. But, but he doesn't. He doesn't showing. have to he win needs, it. Yeah. yeah, he needs to have a show in Benjamin showing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what, we'll see. What other what other performer that you guys could think of the top of your head? I know I'm putting you guys on the spot. That going into something like this, like a Money in the Bank, right, came out even though they didn't win it came out like everybody was talking about them. Sean Benjamin. Well, other than Jeff Sean. Hardy. Okay, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy had that spot where I think Edge maybe put him through Edge, a ladder. WrestleMania 23, Edge was on the ladder, and uh, Jeff Hardy did that leapfrog. Yeah, that was and uh, I think that was the first time I saw WWE do the spot where the, uh, the ladder snapped in half. Am I right for that one, or was that a 25? Uh, might have been 25. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. But Jeff Hardy always had those big um, showings. Like Mario said, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Kofi uh, Kingston. 
I think the, back the Rumble too. Uh, to the one WrestleMania where they had Ric Flair <laughs> in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And that's that why was, uh, that was WrestleMania fan. 22. RVD yeah. won that one. Yeah, that's why I'm such a Ric Flair fan because towards the end of his career when he shouldn't have been doing some of the stuff that he was doing. He, he shouldn't he have been doing 90% out. of the shit that he was doing. Yeah. The TLC match with Edge and then the Money in the Bank at 22 when he took the um the big fucking uh, superplex off the top of the ladder and sold it like he had like just broke his back again. Like, Yo, dude looked like he was crying, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he comes back mid-match and he doesn't win it. But, you know, that's just you know what, reason. You know what makes me laugh about that match, bro? Now that I think about it, WrestleMania 22, the money in the bank, Bobby Lashley was in it and he was scared to climb the top of the ladder. <laughs> yeah. It's good times, man. I wish that they would have Kept the money in the bank at WrestleMania. I think that was a big attraction for for the pay per view, but I understand why they turned it into a show on its own. Um, man, those early Money in the Bank ladder matches were fucking amazing, though. They were so much fun. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think who else maybe showed showed uh, the one that just stands out is the one Mario says Shelton Benjamin. Shelton, Shelton Benjamin spots. Where he would run up the ladder and then do like a senton off the top. I mean, they just stick out of your mind. And you think about a guy that came up in that class of 2002 with Brock and Cena and Orton. He's the one that that just just didn't connect when you talk about the the charisma part of it. You know what I mean? When you talk about being on the mic and how important that is, um, because he had everything. When you talk about in ring ability, and he had that long Intercontinental Title reign. You remember that? And that great match with Shawn Michaels. Oh, um, love that match. Yeah, I mean, that's one guy that I feel like had he connected with the crowd more, he could have been maybe one of the biggest superstars that we've ever seen. You know what I mean? But, yeah. um, you know, it is what it is. All right, let's talk about the women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. So we got Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and we'll be talking about her shortly. Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans. And then the winner of this Friday night, uh, Mandy Rose or Carmella, which to me makes no sense. It should be Mandy Rose versus uh, uh, Sonya Deville because they're now feuding. I don't know why they threw Carmella in there. So another thing, I don't know. Listen, no disrespect to Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans, but come on. Why isn't my girl Naomi in this match? <laughs> I feel like she always gets the shaft, man. She, she always gets the shaft. Um, nah, I bet she does get the shaft. Uh, nah, uh, 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 <laughs> stupid. Sorry. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> I feel like this is a, a a perfect. This is a perfect opportunity for Shayna. I feel like um, this is a way for them to take the title off Becky, right? Give it to Shayna. Have Becky still look strong, and you know maybe have Becky chase for a little bit, get her fire back. You know what I mean? Because Right now, we've all seen that it's kind of fallen flat because of the WWE sauce that they threw on there. Um, you know, other than that, I don't see anybody else. You know, they're, they're not going to put it with Asuka. So, you know? okay, so I like what you're saying, but this is the match that Shayna Baszler actually could afford to lose because it's ladders. She doesn't – this is not necessarily a clean loss yeah. if she does lose this match, and I feel like Shayna Baszler – we could see her and Becky down the line. She doesn't need a Money in the Bank briefcase to win this, you know? 
You can protect to, her. To win the title. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get, logically, we're talking about logical. Logical, kind of like with Aleister Black. Logical, the, the, the way to go is put the briefcase on Shayna. But she doesn't need it to get that another another title shot with Becky. She doesn't necessarily need it. So we're going through the names, right? Mandy Rose or Carmella. Listen, I love I love me some Mandy Rose, but I, I don't whether she is in the match or not, she ain't winning. Lacey Evans, Vince has a hard on for her, but she just does nothing for me, man. Dana Brooke, very underrated, but it's another one that it's another individual she's just a good hand she they ain't putting it on her she's the apollo cruise of that match how <laughs> dare you express dana brooke with apollo cruise. <laughs> all right all right all right so dana cruise know, i know you said not oscar but yo oscar ever since going for a good good year now ever since they put those tag straps on the kabuki warriors and i know they're not tag champions right now but man, she's the Shawn Michaels of the two, and Oscar's been hitting home runs back to back. I would love for put it on Oscar, man. Shayna Baszler doesn't need it, and she speaks better English than Nakamura right now. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, she's brushing up on it. Yo, man, she's been brushing up on it, bro. And she she's funny. She's charismatic. You know, I like her heel work, which might be a bad thing. I you know. As a heel, you're supposed to, you know, be hated. But I like the whole like little dance thing that she does and being obnoxious and stuff like I that. I love me some Oscar, bro. I love me some Oscar. Yeah, I could, I could see them putting it with her. Uh, my thing is the way that she's been treated this last year. You know what I mean? That's that's but, what I, my my thinking is going more towards. But, uh, but, 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 Sam, do you, do you, but Sam, do you think she's kind of had a bad year? Cause I don't, I don't see it that way. She's getting a lot of camera time. They put her on the announce table, all right, talking a whole bunch of nonsense. She had a great run with the tax straps. She's had main event matches, all right, not only on Raw, but they main event the TLC, where she ended up carrying the match for the most part. Cause Kyrie's saying she was, you know, knocked dead. out, not, not, you know, not, n- not really dead, but she was knocked out or whatever. She had that great match at Royal Rumble. They've been giving her a lot of shine, man. Maybe I'm thinking about 2019. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where my mind goes when I'm thinking about Oscar, just because this year to me has just been such a shit show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, not, yeah. Only, not only personally, but you know, just the way that things have been going. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe I haven't been paying enough attention, but yeah, I could, you know, I could definitely see it's either the two, Oscar or Shayna. And when you talk about the men, it's either the two, Alistair Black. Or Corbin, you, you know, and that's good because most of the time there's only one that you could think of. You know what I mean? Most of the time you don't get surprised when you're talking about the money in the bank. It's almost like the Royal Rumble. You can almost call it before it happens. But if you have two people, even if it's a multi-man match, multi-woman match, if you got two options, that's enough for me to tune in. So, you know, it, it's good, man. I, I'm and with the concept, you got to go all the way up to the top floor of the. The company building that's fun that's you know, different I, I heard on a on a podcast this week that the concept of money the bank this year you know what it reminds them of hmm. and i started thinking about it and i'm like you know what it kind of is like that you ever you remember the movie rat race yeah yeah it's kind of like that 
where you have all these people racing, being the shit out of each other, and doing a whole bunch of shit to try to get this briefcase. Yeah, but I mean I that's the see. way to do it, though. That was mm-hmm. a fun movie too. That's that's one that I'll probably watch with my kids later. That that's a good that's a good. There one. you go. See, I made I made you Sunday, bro. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, right, let's talk about uh, a competitor that I kind of left to the side real quick. Because, man, and we're talking about con- congratulations, bro. She gets a big one, and that's Nia Jax. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So we know about what's going on with Ronda Rousey, how she's trolling the audience. People don't know if she's just blurring the lines here, if she if she's really done with wrestling, if she's just trolling people, does she, you know, whatever, saying, oh, wrestling's fake, fake fighting, whatever the hell she said. And Nia Jax, right, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of Nia Jax. I love him, you know, but man, she just, you gotta, you gotta know how to play your cards. And Nia Jax does not know how to play her cards. So Nia Jax decided to be, you know, she's, she's a, you know, she's a big woman, right? She decided to, you know, get these, the, the, you know, these, um, these Twitter fingers and decided to come after Ronda Rousey saying like Ronda Rousey is, um, she's hard to work with, that she hurts people in the ring. And, when it comes to hurting people in the ring, Nia Jax should not be the one talking, man. Didn't she just try to throw somebody in a turnbuckle and almost decapitated them? Kyrie Sane. And Kyrie Sane is like, you know, she's probably like what? Like a, a, a not even a buck fifty what? Yeah. And plus we know that move, that's what actually hurt Sting. So why are they even still doing it? Just saying. Uh, dude. I, I don't know, man. And, and like I said, I'm a fan of Nia Jax. I like her. But, man, you shouldn't be the one talking about, you know, hurting people because you're, you know, it's been it's been heavily reported that she hurts people in the ring. A crackhead cannot call another crackhead a crackhead. <laughs> this is uh, the way I see it's it. the truth. I've watched Total Divas with my wife, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not interested in it she either. Because, you watch you know, it. Yeah, because it's wrestling-related. So if I could watch it with her and she gets into wrestling, it's like a win-win. So if you see the way that she acts on that show, and you know that that shows will work too, but, you know, there is some reality to it. You know, you can't be working 24-7 of your life. They follow these people around all the time. The way I see Nia Jax, her personality, she comes off very protective of the people that she loves. And she comes off almost like she wants to be a gatekeeper of professional wrestling. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, her family's been involved in the business for so long and things of that nature. She, she comes off like very protective, very gatekeeperish, And, um, she almost comes off like she wants to be like a locker room leader in the WWE, whether you're, a male or a woman, you kind of, you know, she wants to be like that, that person that you kind of almost like respect with a little bit of fear in there. Uh, And it just, it just comes off weird to fans from the outside looking in because we look at it, whereas longevity in this business gets you points with us. Being a great performer gets you points with us. How you got, to the WWE gets points with us or the hardcore audience and things like that. Nia Jax, for the most part, had a cup of coffee in NXT, right? She's in the business because she's related to The Rock and, you know, her uncles and things like that. 
if she wasn't 250 pounds and six foot one, would she even have a spot on the roster? And, you know, what would that spot be? So as outsiders, which outsiders looking in, um, I like that. I like that. It's almost laughable when she tries to put on that role of a gatekeeper or somebody that's super protective because we're almost like, you're not Undertaker. You're not Shawn Michaels. You're not Triple H. You didn't work the territories. You're not even John Cena, you know what I mean, who did this for 15 years at, in, the, in the main spot. Like, who the fuck are you? You just some fucking big bitch that got her spot because of her fucking family. Fall the fuck back. You know what I mean? So as outsiders looking in, that's how we feel. But, you know, I don't think that that makes her a bad person because she wants to be, uh, you know, a protector of the business or a protected person. You know what I mean? I, I, love, I, I, love, how, I love how Sam tried to clean it up. Like, well, no, I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I don't think he's a bitch. bad person after he just called her a big bitch. What? No, like, <laughs> for real, though. <laughs> no, for real. I don't think she's a bad person because, to me, personally, like, that's the kind of person that I want to be my friend. Like, somebody that I have my back when, you know, other people are talking about me. Like, and that's the kind of person Nia Jax is. She, she'll jump on somebody real quick if they say something about Alexa Bliss or, you know, or if they say something about the business because she feels like she needs to be a protector. You know what I mean? And I dig that quality about her. But like I said, from the outside She's looking in. handling it wrong. She's doing it the right. wrong way. From the outside looking in, it looks crazy to us because we're like, yo, who the fuck are you? Like, you just some big bitch. Like, yo. Like, Whoa. You know, like, one you know, time, Leo. Hey. Dale. You get, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, we get you. No, I like I, Sam. I get what you're saying. I love how Leo's trying to hype it up because Leo has said a whole bunch of worse shit on this show than what you're saying. It's all right though. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about Leo. What, what the, the Leo's not is, even worried about Leo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, is like, do you guys get get what I mean? Like. I don't she she needs to put person. the work in before she could be a leader. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I'm not taking anything away from what she's done already. Like I understand that she's No, but but Sam but Sam it is like this. Sam is like this. It's like in our everyday job when somebody comes in and they want to tell you what to do. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you have to earn that respect just like in anything that you do. She kind of comes off as I come from this family, you have to respect me. No. Yeah. The way yeah, you go like, about it is people have to respect you for you and then for your family. Yeah, it's almost like she's entitled because of the fact that she's big and the fact that she comes from a Can family. you stop no, saying big? Like just this. No, no, it's, just say the family. Like, come on. No, here's the thing. Because she throws her weight around, and I'm not trying to be smart when I say that. She does. She throws her weight around a lot. Let me tell you if something. Was, I can't wait to write the description for this show because I'm going to be like, Sam. Put a whole bunch of puns. Look, Sam brought look, the heavy this week. Look, <laughs> he started throwing his weight around. <laughs> here's the thing. If she was 5'5 five, five and 130 pounds, right? Uh-huh. She'd be talking as tough as she does. No. No. No, but but her but family is what gives her the two. entitlement, though, Sam. No, because she's six foot two and she's three 300 pounds. She feels like she could talk crazy to Ronda Rousey. 
Let me tell you something. If they were in the same weight class, but she, every, wouldn't, but she everybody wouldn't even bat a fucking eye. But everybody yeah, but, went but after they, Ronda Rousey. You know what? Ronda, let's not forget. Yeah, yeah. Ronda Rousey had a, a in her tail end of her career in the UFC, she didn't look too good. No. But she'll chip up Nia Jax. Right. She's a fucking killer, bro. She'll kill people. <laughs> like, yo, people sleep. Like, you don't win. I don't care what anybody says. You don't win 11 MMA fights in a row and you're sorry. I don't give a fuck what you say, what the competition was back then, because guess what? It doesn't matter. 11 wins in a row means something. That's huge. That's very, very important in MMA. You're talking you about Ronda Rousey. For the most part, people can't get five wins in a row in an MMA competition. This is fighting. Anything can happen in a fight. People, Anything. People, people can't get blind. five wins in a row in life. Right. People go blind getting hit in the face. Mm-hmm. I, people get hit and they fucking die. It's happened. It's happened. But by, so, by the way, her, by the way, for future reference, we need you to turn off the TV because it's really fucking with me. You keep looking over there. Just saying, go. I'm watching <laughs> May Young. I'm watching May Young in the bathing suit competition. <laughs> I knew it was something. <laughs> Look at her. She's about to pull it out. Oh, oh no. Mark Henry no, coming. No. Oh, oh my God. Okay, they so showed go- up on the Triple H 25 uh, <sighs> year for Triple H. So, so go ahead. Five wins, you could lose an eye. But at the end of the day, but don't you, you won think... 11 in a row. But don't you think everybody went after uh, Rousey, regardless of who they were? Yeah, I feel like when she lost, it opened the floodgates for a bunch of shit talkers to be like, oh, well, you know, she wasn't the champ anyway. She was handed that championship. Yeah, but she defended it 11 times. Okay. You know what I mean? And she took the the last fight against Holly Holm uh, in the middle of doing like Fast and the Furious or right after the tail end of of filming that. You know what I mean? So like, let's not act like Holly Holm didn't fuck her up. But I mean, at the end of the day, she had an amazing, amazing, Ronda Rousey was never never the same after that Holly Holm. No, no. No, because, uh, you know, she was scared. She was. Um, she didn't look what's untouchable. The, what's the word I'm looking for? She was shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like if she would have took the Holly Holmes fight again, that she would have had more of a chance than against Amanda Nunez. Because Amanda Nunez is fucking dangerous, bro. She's, and, you know what? And let's be honest, too. Fight. Ronda Rousey didn't take Holly Holmes serious either. No. No, she didn't. And I think she was scared to take the fight again. And she underestimated Nunez, and Nunez is still a champ. She's still the champ today, and she's beating fucking Cyborg and Ronda. So, you, let's, you know, let's talk about Nunez for a little bit. Amanda you know, Nunez, you need to just fight dudes at this point. Yeah. yeah or, or, or or that's your new sign, uh, your signee for the WWE in three years. Right. I mean, you think about that, and people don't, and people don't think about that. They just think about the loss to, to Holly Holm, and then her return fight with Amanda. You got you guys got to remember, like uh, I think the girl's name was uh, Zangano. She beat Holly Holm yeah. after her next fight. It was after, a, it was a following match a- after Holly beat Ronda. Holly lost her next match. Yeah, and next that that girl, I believe it was Zangano, lost to fucking Ronda twice. But but again, twice. like I I think at the end of the day, like what you were looking at with Rousey. She was so 
protected in the sense that you didn't get to see her full potential in the ring. Yeah, she's dangerous. You know what I mean? But I think you're right. She should have gone, and we're talking MMA here, but she should have gone after Holly Holmes on that backup fight. So by her losing two fights in a row, now again, it goes back to the whole thing we were talking about at the beginning where now you have a person with damaged goods. Now you have somebody that you have to build that back up. So now, to me, I think this whole thing is a work. I think this whole thing is a work where she's going to come back as a heel after everything falls over. To me, it's all a work because now, yeah, she wants to have a kid or whatever, but you can still have her, like, people talking about her. And how do you use it? You use different things that people would never think are connected to the WWE, like her Twitch page or whatever the hell that page is for gaming, for her to say stuff like that. Because you know wrestling fans are going to be in there waiting for her to say something. Yeah. yeah. Had the coronavirus not happened, I feel like we would already have Ronda Rousey back. I agree. In WWE. Um, I agree. She was probably going to be one of those people slated for the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. especially, um, you know, after the whole Becky Lynch thing and things like that. But, you know, it is it is what it is. I, I said what I had to say about Nia Jax. I, no, oh, we know. I, <laughs> we know. Oh, oh you Look, said a lot. You said a lot, Sam. <laughs> hey, man. Here's the thing, man. I don't think she's a bad person for being protective. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can't wait to write the description for this show, man. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's move on. Let's talk about our, our homies, The Revival, or you can call them The Revolt. Yo, they got a little bit of heat this week. What so, happened? So, um, FTR, you know, fear the the revolt now. Mm-hmm. They're using the the revolt brand now name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a little bit of heat because this North Carolina tag team, and one of them is actually an NWA, uh, Khalib Conley, and his partner Zane Riley have been using the revolt name for a while now. Is it trademarked? It's not trademarked. Then you that, rest out. And I get it. They've missed out on it, but the Revival's getting some heat for it. I don't think the Revival were malicious on taking the name. I don't even think that the Revolt was – they even knew that the Revolt was a thing. No. Who? Oh. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Who the exactly. fuck are these guys? If anybody needs to get heat, it's these fucking indie guys that think no. that they could talk no. to somebody no. at, at the Revival's level, right, to say, oh, I'll, you guys took our name. Man, Fuck y'all. Who the fuck are you? Come up with something different. End of end of end of it. Okay. That's it. But but th- okay. But this <laughs> is the thing, Sam. <laughs> if, go, go ahead, Leo, because I got something to say. So whenever go you're gonna use go a on. name, right? Let's say when Mario and I were looking into the name for this show, right? Yeah. We spent about a month going back and forth. Oh, I like this, oh I don't like this, oh I like that, I like that. But once we came up with a name, we also spent another week researching to make sure that, first of all, no, the podcast had the name. Second of all, that it wasn't used in wrestling terms. Third of all, that it was ours. You know what I mean? So if you do a quick search on Revolt Wrestling, you have a Facebook page for Revolt Wrestling, which is an actual uh, professional wrestling company. Uh, Revolt Pro Wrestling Ticket. Like, there's stuff out there that has Revolt. Now, what about Rebirth? I, Again, they shouldn't. I was I was more towards the whole rebirth thing. Rebirth is more they, better than a revival. So okay, so just saying. While this is a wrestling informative show. This is also a comedy show too. So let's be honest here. 
And Sam's a little bit gassed right now, you know, bashing Nia Jack the way he did. Yeah, he and he said bitch. that, yo, fuck yeah, you know, you can't be stepping up to the revival, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Which I get what Sam is saying. But at the same time, Sam, let's not act like if you wasn't one of these indie wrestlers, you wouldn't feel a certain type of way because you are a hypersensitive dude and you probably would say something to hey, feel bent out of shape. Mario. This fucking tag team would say something. Mario, debuting next week on AW, Samuel Suplex. Oh, I'd be hot, yo. Okay, <laughs> so, oh, man. okay <laughs> so you just proved our point. Yeah. Sam, man. Sam, man. Come on. Come oh, on, man. Sam. Uh, I, look, I'd be hot, but I wouldn't make a thing about it. No, like, but, no, but so at the end of the day. day but would be like, who is this man? guy on Instagram with 800 followers in his room giving, giving AW shit? But, but okay, yeah, but but no no but but this but, this but but you would be hot and yeah. you would yeah, say like, something. Exactly. Okay, but but yeah. Sam, what, what I'm going to what what I'm going to is this: as a as a an indie guy, right? They don't make a lot of money, right? And to trademark something, it costs money. Okay. Yeah. Now, if anybody's ever looked into actually trademarking a, a phrase or a name or what you. It's a process. There's things that you got to do. You got to pay. There, you know what I mean? There's things that go into it. Now, the way I see it is if you're able to show on the internet that you've been using this name since 2014 is off limits to me. You know what I mean? So now, they probably have been using it. They just didn't have the money to trademark the name. Now, show he's not, but showing like like wrestling, but wrestling wise. And it all goes back to respect. Why, when they go into Japan, they clean their feet before going into the mat? It's about showing respect. Now, the revival, what I think, is they might even just go and, you know what, change their name or find a way to give these guys their props because they look like they do follow that lineage. Hello, let's remember the guy that tried to jump uh, Bret Hart. He did get a punch from one of the guys. Wilder, right? So, So, again, what you have to look at is First of all, is it trademarked, right? Now, we know WWE trademarks stuff all the time. Why? Because they have a whole bunch of money to throw away. But as an indie guy, and these guys do, if you're able to show that you've been doing this with that name, then I'm sorry. Go find another name, Rebirth. Listen, man, shit like this happens. I get it. I don't think the, the revival meant any harm. They probably didn't know. Uh, that the revolt was a thing. They should have done their research. So, you know, I, I could knock them for that. But uh, it is what it is, you know. I, I I would like to see the revival kind of reach out to these guys and maybe they could come to some type of agreement yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever it is, you know, because uh, it, it doesn't – especially because you're, you're, you already got released by the WWE and now you're going to jump into the independent other side of the fence now, be yeah. doing the indies and – probably jumping from all these different promotions because they're, they're gonna go straight to AEW. Fucking yeah. time your fucking tits, oh, people. Because they're probably gonna do other things too besides AEW. They're gonna go to AEW, but it's not gonna be right away. But, I think we so, could see them in New Japan too. Exactly. So calm your fucking tits. They'll eventually make it to all elite wrestling. But you know, since he's they're new to this world, I think they should make amends with um um revolt. The, the original revolt, uh Khalib Conley and the other dude, uh, Zane something. I don't know the other dude's name, but yeah, they should probably give him a, a little check. You know what I mean? A little sign sign, right? Right, Sam? A little yeah. sign sign. Or give him yeah. money for them to trademark another name. 
yeah, something, you know, something. But uh, but Sam, you did make me laugh right there, real quick, with what you just said. <laughs> Sam, you by the way, laugh. by the oh, way, people crazy. are saying Samuel Suplex, book it. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, fucking uh, Sam, bro, <laughs> fucking hilarious. All right, let's talk. <laughs> let's I'm talk about it. Right, I know y'all was giving me shit for turning my head. I'm watching no, this fine. Royal Rumble, right, and uh, I'm watching China and uh and Jericho and China. and uh, Hardcore Holly. A lot of people gave China like shit, like she wasn't good in the ring. But I mean, she wasn't like Flair or Kenny Omega or anything. But she she's holding her own here. Like you know, she just threw a drop kick out here. Like I'm just trying to defend China a I'm little not, bit. I'm like, not. I'm not. I was never one of those people. They used to bash China's yeah. in ring work. I thought she was, you know, good for what she was. She wasn't no Charlotte Flair or a Tessa no. Blanchard, but I thought she was good. She held yeah, her she, own. She, decent you know what i mean she she was what she was for the time period you know what i mean and uh yeah i just wanted to say that because i know that a lot of people like talk shit so oh, that wasn't that great <laughs> just came <laughs> off the top rope it didn't look that good. <laughs> all right so let's talk about women's you wrestling know, we, uh, we, he, we could just have sam do the show by himself because he just contradicted himself like twice in like the last good, two man. minutes that's sam's gimmick on the show he's done it in the past he's doing it now it doesn't matter oh she's um, really good in the ring wrestling. go ahead Ali. let's talk about women's wrestling because uh sam didn't mention china so diana perrazzo we know that she was part of that whole you know the list bunch of people that that they got a you know future endeavor. She went out public this week and said that she would like to go to AEW or Impact. Which company you think needs her most, AEW or Impact? And to me, I'm and I, it's one of those situations. Would I love to see her in Impact Wrestling? Absolutely, they have a great roster. But that's the thing; they already have a great women's yeah. roster. AEW needs a. They need they need they need a little um they need a little juice in that women's division if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think we're all gonna agree on this one. AEW needs her more than you know Impact does. They, Impact already has a, a really good roster when you talk about the women's division. Uh, we've said it before on this podcast. They were the promotion or the company, if you will, to really um, highlight the women's division before the WWE or NXT, wherever you want to call it, um, was doing it. Uh, you know, TNA was doing it with the knockouts years, years beforehand with Gail Kim and uh, Mickey James. And, you know, uh, you talk awesome about Tara or Awesome Kong. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they really highlighted women's wrestling before it was cool. So, um, you know, Impact, would she fit in great there? Absolutely. But do they need her like AEW does? No. AEW definitely needs her more. And uh, that just makes you just want this coronavirus to go away even more, man. Because, you know, you think about how crazy this this wrestling uh, scene is going to be with all these uh, layoffs recently. It, it's going to be really, really fun to watch. Uh, you know, it's like a, a pool of talent was just, hey, here you go. And now all these companies can, can start picking from it. So it's going to be uh, interesting to say the least. Uh, you got Ben Cliff, uh, our boy uh, Kaffer, and Ben Cliff also. They're saying that AEW does need women the most. The Impact Women's roster is the strongest division out there. Yeah, man. Speaking I also, of, I also of think the same. Speaking of Impact Wrestling, they they kind of doing the whole WrestleMania gimmick where they're doing uh, Impact Rebellion, which was going to be their next big pay per view. It was going to happen in New York, 
and now they're doing like the whole WrestleMania gimmick, like night one, night two. So this past let, week, let, was let's night call one, a spade a spade. They're doing the whole New Japan gimmick because WWE oh. didn't invent it. Yeah, but the, but the reason why I'm saying the whole WrestleMania gimmick yeah. is is an empty arena. Yeah, but I mean the the whole Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom didn't have an empty arena. But the whole too big for one night thing. I mean, that's one thing. Oh, I I that's some good shit. Yeah, but that wouldn't have happened if it yeah. wasn't for this Corona shit. WrestleMania would have just been one night. But they're talking about doing two nights though. Did you guys hear that? Triple H wants it. That doesn't mean that's gonna happen. Yeah. It all comes down to renting the building, and if they could get it for two nights, great. But you, I don't you see that happening. WrestleMania is a week long event. I mean, let's let's really think about it. You got access, the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. NXT, then the big show. Friday SmackDown. You forgot. Right? SmackDown and Raw usually stay in, in that in that city. So it, it's a week long thing, maybe even a week and a half if you think about it. And um, you know, to add another night to WrestleMania would be the it would it would be beneficial for us because we wouldn't have to sit through an eight hour show, but as, no. as much as much as I like the concept, as much as I like the concept, it just wouldn't work. Something would it, would, it wouldn't work. It, WWE has too much going on, and then you got to talk about all the B sides that happen on WrestleMania. That is non non WWE. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It would not work. It would be beneficial, like Sam said, for us, the 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 person that's going to all these shows. But at the same time, it just pushes forward or pushes back some of this other stuff that's happening like yeah. the hall of fame like the takeover um you know access all that shit it, it just wouldn't work I, I get triple h's reasoning on wanting it to happen for two nights but it just wouldn't work you gotta understand russell kingdom this is the first time it happened this year the whole night one night two concept or whatever mm-hmm. right which it worked for them but guess what? Wrestle Kingdom is only one show. There's no other wrestling promotions that are running. I think Stardom might be running a show, but that's just one fucking show. Yeah. There's no big like festival atmosphere where you have all these other promotions running head ahead or mm. having like an afternoon show here and then after the WWE main show, then there's like a, a late night show at the end. Like it, it just wouldn't work. Uh you um so you were talking about rebellion because that's how this whole thing conversation started. How was night one? It was good. Uh, our boy Willie Mack won the X Division title. He beat Ace Austin, and then Shamrock beat Callahan, which I did not agree with, even though it was entertaining. They they shot that match half match, half cinematic, kind of some of the stuff that we've been seeing on WWE, and obviously okay. the Broken Matt Hardy stuff, which was cool. But man, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't like Callahan taking these losses, man. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, make sense. He's a company guy. Yeah. He'll do what he can. You know what I mean for the business. Um, it's just weird seeing Ken Shamrock back like twenty years after you know he was relevant. You know what I mean. Um, usually when guys come back like this, they should be putting younger talent over. So it makes you wonder what his motives are, you know, it's probably for a paycheck. Well, he's going to be, he's going to be inducted to the impact hall of fame this year. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what it is. 
Okay. It, and, you know, all these wrestling Hall of Fames, is, uh, it is what it is. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> now, pe- people on the chat are saying we could have a three-way Sammy match. Sammy Callahan versus Sammy Guevara versus Samuel Suplex. Winner faces the big bitches, Nyla, Nyla Jax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben Cliff. Thank you, Ben Cliff. <laughs> I'm going to oh, like God. that comment and pin it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, pin that one to the top. Oh, that's hilarious. But Winner. with Sammy, do, do you guys see him being done and going to AEW full-time or going no. to AEW? Nah, nah. I, I see him being an impact guy, man. Yeah, he's impacted a casket drops, that guy. You know, he uh he like I said, he's a he's a company guy. He'll do whatever um they tell him to do and if he thinks it's beneficial for the company, for the business, he'll do it. You know what and I mean? You know what it is too? I like I get since AEW's like the new flavor, you know, like the new flavor of ice cream, the new popular thing. Everybody wants these times like, oh my god, oh they would be so great in AEW. Listen, AEW's not going to pick everybody up. There's so much out there now. Like, we talked about that last week. It's just to have that fucking mindset like, oh, AEW, AEW, get that mindset out of your head. Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, uh, NWA. NWA's been making – they've been making a lot of noise the last couple months before this corona shit happened. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of options for all these talents. Hey, Maybe you don't want to sign a full-time deal with these companies or whatever. Maybe you just want to stay in the, indie, in the indies. Let me tell you something. When this corona shit is over, you want to talk about a wrestling boom. That's going to even benefit the WWE. People are going to want to go to yeah. Raw and SmackDown and all these fucking shows. Every weekend. We, we missed it for so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, man. This is, a, this is a crazy time to be alive, bro. I'll tell you what fucking crazy time to be alive um anything else on the on the list of mario there what happened uh the what, what you're watching is grabbing your attention yeah he, he, could, he couldn't clean it up <laughs> yeah, i couldn't clean it up man yo i'm looking at yo how how they used to build feuds back in the yo, day we need to do you you know what we need to stop the show and then just connect right back on and just watch wrestling with sam I'm just saying. No, man. They used to build feuds <laughs> so much better back in the day. I'm watching New Age Outlaws and uh, APA, right? The whole video package uh, before. And, uh, man, you think about it. Everybody had a story back in 2000, 1999, 98, all those years. And that was then. without the internet. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if they were able to follow the storylines down with the internet. Uh, you right. know, I just saw a Chris Benoit sign, which is pretty funny because he hadn't been signed yet. Go ahead, Mario. Go ahead. All right, let's let's uh let's uh let's wrap up with some quick AEW notes. Uh, AEW, they'll be they will be shooting, uh, Dynamite and some of the tapings, and I believe Double or Nothing in Florida. They're going to go back to Jacksonville, and Dustin, he's not retired. He bit Kip, Kip Sabian, so he'll be moving on uh to challenge uh Lance Archer in the tournament, and Cody and Darby Allen. I think it's safe to say that we're gonna get Lance Archer and Cody in the final, right, for the TNT Championship. Yeah, we were talking about this off air. Um, man, I thought Dustin was going to uh, continue to put his career on the line until the the tournament wrapped up. But, you know, if he was only doing that for the Kip Sabian match, you know, it is what it is because, it, you know, if he's going against Lance Archer next week, it, I don't think it makes sense for Lance Archer to be doing the job with Dustin right now. So, Especially uh, the way he came in. 
Yeah, is especially the way he came in, super hyped up, super you know strong and things like that. With Jake the Snake uh, being his manager, uh, Lance Archer definitely is going to go over. Uh, you know, and I don't see any other conclusion to it besides the the Cody Rose versus Lance Archer match because that's what they've been building to anyway. You know, you talk about Jake the Snake coming in, talking about you know Caesar and all this other stuff, and you know. It's going to be interesting to see how it all wraps up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I would be shocked if Cody wins this. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't I don't think he should win the the TNT title. You know, I think when his time comes, he should be the AEW heavyweight champion. That's nowhere near soon. I think that he is doing a great job building talent. You know, um, you know, with him putting over Lance Archer, that's going to solidify Lance Archer as you know, a big deal. He's going to have a championship. He's going to have that mid-card championship. And then you think about what he's done with, you know, um, Sammy Guevara. You think about what he's done with uh, uh, Neff Darby Allen. You know, just from a, a tie, you know, put him at a different level. Cody's doing his thing, you know, with MJF. He put MJF over. Um, I, I, you know, I don't see any reason why Cody should be holding a championship right now. He's doing a great job building new stars. Uh, so who's next on the list after Lance Archer? We'll see after that. But I'm not, I'm not upset that Cody's taking these L's. I'm not because he's telling great stories while he's doing it and he's creating new stars. And that's what this company needs right now. It's only not even a year old. The so. one thing that people forget and people don't like realize is Cody arguably is the top star in AEW and he doesn't win a lot and he's still yeah. over and it doesn't hurt him. Yeah, he loses gracefully. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm more like, okay, you know, he's going to put over Lance Archer next. Who, who's after that? You know, who's going to be the next? star or the main event guy or the, the next because i feel like a program with cody automatically puts you to the next level when you're talking about these guys that you know weren't taken seriously in wwe or didn't get a shot in wwe at all you know so um you know we'll see what the future holds when it comes to the whole you know heavyweight title picture i think uh john moxley's doing a great job right now of just being the champ and um you know i don't i don't see them taking the title off him at all for for a while anyway so you know if if um if whatchamacallit if, if this corona shit wouldn't have happened or anything like that we're living right now i think the wave would have been getting the match we were supposed to get out all out but this time for the world title which would have been moxley and omega because remember, yeah. that match, we got it in full gear, but originally it was supposed to happen at All Out. Mm-hmm. But since Moxley was injured, that got postponed. I think that should have been the route that we were heading to. Now, obviously, with the time, the climate that we're living in now, we don't necessarily know where we're going. You know, we, We're not sure if we're going to get the, the big All Out in Chicago. But uh, if this one had happened, I think Moxley Omega 2 in Chicago at All Out would have been the wave. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man, and just thinking about that match at full gear, they would have had to step it up another notch. So think about how violent this one would have been. You know what I mean? 
Um, and I, I like what AEW is doing right now. You know, it's, it's hard times because, you know, you ain't got no crowd there. And I feel like the crowd for them especially is like another another main factor in their matches because of how like raucous their their crowd that they bring, yep. uh, you know, into the, to the stands is. Um, but, you know, I think that they're doing a good job. And, you know, with this TNT title, now we have a mid-card title. So, you know, it. I just can't wait for this shit to be over with, bro. I really can't. I, I'm, yeah, I want to I wanna get back to, to normalcy. I want to be able to make plans and shit like that. You know, we, we had plans to go to the New Japan show in, in August, and I'm just sitting here like, that ain't happening. Like, well, well, listen, like I told you, like I told you before we even started recording, and this goes to everybody, not just Sam and I and Leo. Everybody that thought, 2020 was going to be your year. I got you. You know what I got, I got for you, you, right? No, no, I got you. Hold on. This right. is right. Chris. Hold on. Hold on. Congratulations. You played yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leo. Well, Leo, for that delay. Congratulations. No. Congratulations. No. You played yourself. All right. No, uh, no, no, hold on. I want to I say something real quick to what Sam and, and you were talking about. Um, you just said Cody, every match that he has, he's able to put somebody over, right? So we're into a year of AEW, right? Mm-hmm. You've been able to make uh, Darby Allen. You've been able to make Sammy Guevara. You've been able to make MJF, right, as a wrestling company. So now it goes back to what we started talking about this on the show. Why can't WWE do that? Pick one guy who's over and have him lose. Ray Mysterio. That was your perfect example for you to get these guys over. Ray Mysterio doesn't need to win. You know what I mean? So if but AW- man's mindset no, no, but- is different from Tony Khan's because oh, totally. man is just looking at what's gonna make a buzz and make money for the mainstream audience. Tony Khan is actually in tune with the alternative, which is us that are into everything mm-hmm. and is like okay, I'm going to give the fans what they want or at least build to what they want. At, at the end of the day, there's an end yeah. goal for Tony Khan. Yeah, yeah. Vince doesn't see that. See it that way. Vince Vince is very on what's for the moment. Mm-hmm. He's not worried about what's in the future. Yeah. No, and, and that's the thing. That's why, like, and, and, as, and as Sammy was saying it, I'm like, wait, we talked about this. Oh, wait, today we talked about this, you know? Like, how is it that, that you're able to to grow these talents? I'm not saying that all these guys are going to be, you know, your, your, your Cody Rhodes of AEW in the future. But what I'm saying is, at least you're giving them a chance. Before going into this whole AEW thing, I had no idea who Sammy Guevara was. Now he's on my radar. I had heard about MJF, but now he's on my radar. You know? And, and again, it's not... It's not a, a popularity contest, but at the end of the day, you sustain your your business by having new talent, having new people to to grow up with. You know what I mean? Because these people that are growing up right now, they're the ones that are going to want to see uh, uh, Kevin Owens come back in twenty years, or Seth Rollins come back in twenty years, or you know. But the, if you don't grow them, people are oh yeah, I remember this guy. It's kind of like Kamala, like. I grew up watching Kamala, and I know that he's in pain right now and, and all that, right? And then that's fine. But what I'm saying is this. I wouldn't pop for him to come back because he was just another guy from that era, you know? 
But uh, that's <laughs> the truth. <sighs> Just say. Yo. <laughs> you played yourself. Anyway, anyway. Congratulations. You played yourself. I'm going to help you out, man. No, I'm okay. I don't I'll need say, your help. Okay, you what I'll say is that because AEW is so new and Cody, being that he's part of the Rhodes family and he's had his time in WWE, that a loss for Cody means more in AEW to us watching than let's say buddy murphy beating ray mysterio this monday if buddy murphy were to go over ray mysterio this monday right i would not look at him any differently any differently than i did the week before and i'll tell you why it's because wins and losses in wwe don't really matter because of the 50 50 booking that even when they try to put somebody over it doesn't hit like it does in AEW because AEW is such a new, fresh thing right now, mm-hmm. and they're counting wins and losses and things like that. And you got these guys, exactly what you said, who are virtually unknown before they hit this this TV screen, going up against a guy that is a WWE guy, and then taking taking them to you know to the to the to the limit, pretty much. You talk about the 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 draw that you got with uh, you know. Uh, Darby Allen and all these other, you know, guys beating him or, you know, putting on a great show and taking the L, if you will, um, it means more. You know what I mean? They're they're not only telling a story differently, they're telling it better off the cuff when you're talking about in the ring on the mic and in the ring with their their wrestling ability. Mm -hmm. Whereas in WWE, everything's very hyper-produced. And like I said, just doesn't come off it doesn't come off well, you know what I mean? Even when they try to create a new star, you don't even feel like it's being done right. Yeah. Mario? Yeah, man. Uh, AEW and Impact, they they know how to create new stars, right? When it comes to WWE, when they try, and this is like not knock on the individual, but let's just look at the, you know, you know, they give us a guy like fucking No Way Jose, which nobody gives a shit about. I give him a shit about him. He's a good performer. Well, you, well you're also a schmuck, okay? <laughs> it's just that's not what we want to see. And I think Triple H is in tune with what's going on, but Vince isn't. Triple H knows. He kind of has, like, an idea what the future holds. That's why, you know, with the whole NXT brand and, you know, the subdivisions like NXT UK, whatever – he sees he kind of has a vision on where he wants to go in the future and Vince just worries about what's going on and for the moment you know for example us three we all agreed your buddy Murphy should have went over on Mysterio but guess what he went down the same well because he knows Mysterio the same guy that he put a fucking timeline for his WWE run at WWE title run they was like at this date he's gonna lose the title but now fast forward all years all these years later now he's depending on Mysterio yeah. Oh, come on. That just shows how Vince is out of tune, even back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you say that Triple H knows what to do because we see it in NXT. They're creating new stars down there. And you see how well that the story plays out when they keep it simple. You know what I mean? Wrestling is not something to be convoluted. 
It's not something to be overthought. It should be mindless TV. There's two guys or two girls with an issue to settle, and they need to settle in the ring. And whether it's, it's over money, over a title belt, whether it's over a relationship with, you know, a love triangle or things like that. Things that people understand. Keep it it's simple. And I feel like with WWE, sometimes Vince kind of overthinks things, and it's overproduced. Yeah. You know, just let yeah. the talent be talented. But it is what it is. All right. Let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, Leo, plugs in. Losradio.com at showfootballleo at pisache el pisache. You guys can follow me everywhere. And thank you to uh, everybody who shared the stuff that we did this week. That's it. Simple. Sammy. Uh, I do not have an Instagram shout out this week, but I do have something that I want you guys to you, check out. You can out. shout out at showfootballleo. He's a pretty cool yeah, dude. At showfootballleo at pisache. Yeah, go, <laughs> go check it out. Listen. Check this guy. Check this out right here. It's called the Comic Book Story of Professional Wrestling. I know that the, the, nice. the cover looks really fucking cheesy, right? But if you get into this thing, this thing is not cheesy at all. All right, let me get to some of the. It, it goes back to like George Hackenschmidt and things like that. But mm-hmm. let's get to like, look, look at that. We got. Oh, that's Bret great. Hart, nice. Owen, you even got Teddy Hart down there with the. I know my team, Natalia, right? It, it gets in depth to like really like stories that you know we you know only hear about on dark side of the ring and some podcasts and things like that and it's like the history the real history of it when you're talking about the awa like i said george hackenschmidt you're talking about the wwwf right there and uh this this book is really fucking awesome it really like tells you like how like the nwa kind of fell apart and how vince mcmahon really got into it and it, it hits his lucha libre some history of Lucha Libre. I know like JBL and Rey Mysterio isn't really like the history, but that's just like, uh, you know. What's the name of the comic book again or the book? It's, it's called The Comic Book Story of Professional Wrestling, and it's by Aubrey Sitterson and Chris Moreno. All right, so we got, cool. you know, some Hispanic like that. blood in there. You guys can so, actually buy it on Amazon.com uh, paperback for eleven fifty nine, and you can download it on your Kindle for five ninety nine. There you go. I'm going to yeah. try to find that shit on eBay. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's it's really, really, really fun read, uh, especially when you're on quarantine and you're running out of things to watch on Netflix. Uh, we were talking about Waco. Go check that out. That's another really good watch. Um, you know, and uh, Ozarks, you know. But, you know, follow me at Sammy Suplex everywhere. That's my handle everywhere. And Samuel yeah. Suplex coming to the WWE pretty soon. <laughs> Twitter and uh, Facebook, man. Uh, and, you know, if somebody takes my name, I will be uh, coming after you. So. <laughs> Oh God! All right, you could um, all right. Before the the, the whole plugs, um, thanks to everybody that's been uh chiming in the whole week with our our fantasy warfare matches. We just started doing one on ones this week. I will be posting the results of our couples warfare that happened yesterday. I'll be posting the results right after we sign off, and then fantasy warfare will return tomorrow morning. Uh, I wanted to give a a, a quick plug to Joey Janella. So if you guys are bored and have nothing to do late night, tune into this guy's Instagram lives. It's if you like Jackass, Andy Milanakis, all that type of nonsense, uh-huh. like that dark comedy shit, go to his Instagram lives. I guarantee you, you will die from laughter. Friday, Friday night, my cheeks hurt from laughing so much. That's how good it is. Does he it's do it every night? Time. Yes, it's hilarious, okay. dude. It's fucking hilarious. What time? Um, so, 
if you guys are one of these like troubled sleeping late and shit mm-hmm. like that, and you guys are up like in the late hours of the evening, definitely go onto his Instagram lives. He calls it the hashtag Janella Zone. So definitely check out his Instagram lives. They're fucking hilarious. You can find me at Rated Arsons87, but make sure you follow us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Lucha Outsiders, and make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. And that is it. Yo, he really did call her a big, big bitch. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. That was fucked up, Sam. That was fucked up, Sam. Fucking Sam, like, and listen, I agree with Sam, you know? Everything but the big bitch remark. Maybe he went a little bit too rough around the edges when it when it came to like some of the name calling there. But yo, know, for the most part, I did agree with Sam, and that got Sam so gassed up uh-huh. that he went after these two independent wrestlers. I'm like, Sam, Sam? if it would happen to you, you would have caught <laughs> No, but uh, also thanks to the people that went on the Instagram live. There was a lot of people on there messaging. Uh, we didn't get to read them all, but we'll make sure we get that back next week. So that was fun. So we're doing this weekly Instagram live, huh? Yep. Okay. There okay. You go. Pretty cool. Yo, involved, I like it. Losradio.com Productions, baby. They didn't even yeah. give me they didn't even give me two months. Here we are, three years later. Just saying. So but it was a good show, guys. Yeah, man. A lot of content, a lot of laughs. Good show Finish. with no with no wrestling on. <laughs> Finish with Waco, Mario, so we can talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try to finish that today. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's really good. We finished it last night. And, and you know what? Uh, isn't there one like a wrestling one? I tried watching that Big Show show. That that was whack. Oh my god! How bad was that? That was so bad. I, I didn't. I didn't even bother that or the stupid movie either. No, no, that that was bad. Like we. The I only the funny part. Oh god! Go go go, Mario! All right, for the old man Leo. Yeah. We Sammy Suplex. Yeah. You're truly Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it up and take it easy.